what's up guys welcome back to another episode of the fantasy fellow show my name is kyle and in tonight's video we're gonna go over the cam cam acres achilles tear it's uh it's not looking great he's gonna miss the entire season we're gonna talk about the backups there and what this means for the rams offense and then we're just gonna answer a bunch of questions from the chat room we'll kind of just look at whatever pops up uh whatever you guys got on your mind so fire away any questions you might have we're gonna get to it we got one here from sports dog 1000 right away and it's about the cam acres stuff so uh, before we start to answer some of the Daryl Henderson stuff, that's going to be the primary ball carrier for the Rams. Uh, this, this just this really sucks for uh, for Cam Akers. He was uh, I'm going to pull up the ADP here. I think he was a top 15 uh, top 15 pick at the moment. We're going to go to Fantasy Pros and look at their consensus here. Uh, but man, all of a sudden Cam Akers. Uh, we go to PPR here. Before the day, he was – he's already starting to slide. He kind of removed him from the board. But he was a top 15 pick. He was going as like the RB9, RB10 at the earliest. I've seen Cam Akers go in the top 10 of drafts. And uh, all of a sudden, that's going to just open things up for uh, our guy Daryl Henderson here. And they are likely to sign another running back. But I just want to kind of show you guys what I have entered in for my projections for now. Uh, maybe they sign a running back by the end of the week. I really don't know. Uh, who they're looking at, the popular choice is going to be Todd Gurley, of course. Just having He's familiar with the Rams scheme and what they want to do here. Uh, but for now, what I have done is I, I kind of gave Daryl Henderson the majority of the Cam Akers workload. I just scaled it back just a little bit. So I have Henderson going over 200 carries, flirting with 1,000 yards, and getting 36 catches, almost 300 yards receiving, eight total touchdowns. And I think that made him RB21 or RB22. But just look at the depth. Some of the names on the depth chart here. It gets pretty weak for the Rams after Daryl Henderson. you got Xavier Jones, Jake Funk, who they drafted in the seventh round. And I left a room open here for a free agent running back. Now, whether that is Duke Johnson, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, as, uh, as, as Justin here says, Le'Veon Bell going to the Rams. They're going to sign somebody, whether you know it's this week or maybe in a week or so, maybe tomorrow, who knows. But uh, So for now, it, it's hard to gauge Daryl Henderson's value. It really depends on who they sign. It could be Adrian Peterson. Uh, let me just type in free agent running back. I just want to see who's all available out there. I know some of the names were like Frank Gore, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Duke Johnson, TJ Yeldon's still floating around, but Deion Lewis, Chris Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, Alfred Morris. Uh, there's a handful of backs here, so one of them will get signed as a camp body and flirt with the number two spot here. Uh, but what does this mean for the Rams? I think the less Cam Akers, they're probably I, – I lifted Matt Stafford's projections a little bit. I think I gave him 15 to 20 more passing attempts. So that's going to – if you just look at the Rams' offense as a whole, I think you're going to really like Robert Woods, Cooper Cup that much more. Again – just looking at the offense from a whole, Matt Stafford, he's going to get the ball to Akers, to Woods, to Cooper Cup. You're going to remove Cam Akers, and that's to me, that's just going to lift Woods and Cup as the best two players on the team to own, uh, making Daryl Henderson probably the third best option, and then maybe Tyler Higby as the four. So I really like what this does for, for Woods and Cup the most. And then if we go look at my running back numbers here, Let's see. Daryl Henderson comes in at running back 21. Uh, he's a fourth round pick for me. He's right around Josh Jacobs, Miles Gaskin, Miles Sanders. So he's in that fourth round tier. Uh, but for me, if, if you guys have been watching my videos, you know, we kind of like to get the wide receivers in this range of running back. So let me just kind of read, read this question here from sports dog. So uh, he says, Cam tearing his Achilles. Why can't I, uh, why can't I see that? So Cam tearing his Achilles means I'll be putting Daryl Henderson up as his replacement. Where do you think he will be drafted in the mid-20s? Is Henderson a capable full-season starter? So the thing with Henderson is 
he's we've never really gotten a full workload season from him. Again, they drafted him in the third round in 2019, and then in 2020, they immediately take Cam Akers in the second round. So there might have been some doubts from him in his rookie season. So we're kind of getting you know his hand forced here. I don't think he's going to be a running back one this season, but if you like him, uh, to me, he's going to look best as your running back three. And again, he's going to be somewhere in the high 20s uh, for running backs, or I guess low 20s, so RB20, RB21, RB22. Somewhere in that fourth round is likely where you have to, uh, to spend a pick on him. Now, he is a really good pass catcher. Um, you see the nine yards per catch here, 9.3, 9.9. He caught a touchdown last year, 16 of 24 targets, almost 160 yards just through the air. Uh, but it was pretty spotty uh, for the most part. It was just the whole Rams backfield was just hit or miss. It was kind of like a, a whack-a-mole, if you will, whether it was Malcolm Brown or Henderson or Akers at the end of the season. So there is some exciting, you know, skill sets here. At the beginning of the year, he, you know, 12 carries, 20, 15, 14, 15. He can be an effective runner. It's just going to be, I think, all coming uh, all coming back to the passing stats for me. So if you want Daryl Henderson as your RB2, I get it. It's probably a fourth-round pick. He looks great in the fifth round. Uh, but if I'm getting Daryl Henderson on my team, I want him as my RB3, uh, one of my first flexes or one of the first running backs I call up from the bench. And again, if you're drafting today, it's hard to gauge Daryl Henderson. He's going to be, again, a fourth or fifth round pick. Uh, some people I've seen have pushed him into the third round, but I'm not interested in that yet. It really depends on who they bring in as the backup running back. And just, I mean, going off of last year, this was a three-way committee. Uh, Henderson couldn't really even beat Malcolm Brown out for some of the passing game work and some of the goal line work. So Henderson's kind of just who they're left with, and they're going to add some competition and go from there. They did draft a seventh-round running back this year, too. Uh, so super interesting to see what the Rams do. If anything, this just pushes me more towards Stafford, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. I think those are your targets, especially, I mean, if you're up in the fourth round and you have the opportunity to take Cooper Cup or Daryl Henderson and it's PPR, give me Cooper Cup all day long. Um, so I think that just solidifies my priorities for drafting the Rams offense. So uh, we can we can discuss the Rams a little bit more if you guys want. Otherwise, any other questions you guys might have, uh, maybe should we hop in, a, hop in a mock draft here? I don't know. Maybe something kind of just give us uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of I guess balance here for the for the league. So let's just uh, go to mock draft here, and we'll just kind of hop in one real quickly, and we'll just see what we can talk about. Um, pro head to head mock. It starts at 540, whatever. It'll just take the spot. We're going to go spot 10. Sweet. Uh, that one's we are missing out here. Having trouble. So that one filled up. Let's try to get one more here. But anyways, if you guys have any questions on things, I did update my rankings on the website today. Uh, again, the Cam Akers news kind of shifts things a lot. And if anything, it makes that second round pretty interesting because Cam Akers was, I mean, he was a consensus top 12 running back for the most part. So now we're looking at some uh, some other players in our range here. Why can't I log in here? There we go. All right, we're going to draft in the fourth spot here. It's going to start any second. But just looking at my rankings, let me go back here. Uh, I think I had Cam Akers as my RB15, so we, if you were watching my stuff, we weren't very high on him anyways, and all of a sudden, uh, where am I going to the draft kit here? We'll just pull up these rankings, the running back rankings. So, if anything, this uh, this just helps you know make our decision a little bit easier if you're at the back end of the first round, whether you're liking Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson. 
uh, just kind of helps those guys become RB1s for me. Najee Harris, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde edwards lair all good round two options as well. Um, so we're just going to enter this draft here, and we'll kind of just – maybe we'll just do like the first handful of picks. Seems to be auto-drafted a lot lately. Let me see what Sports Dog's got on here. So we heard the Packers offered Rodgers a two-year extension that would have made him the highest QB in the NFL. He said no to the deal. So it's not about the money. Do you think he will play this year? So basically for Rodgers, it's coming down to he probably did request a trade at some point, you know, around the draft time when Schefter discussed that. But at this point in the season, I mean, we're a week away from training camp. The probability that he gets traded to a new team, the Packers are standing pretty hard on their stance of not wanting to trade him. So uh, I'm, I'm going to rule out the Aaron Rodgers trade for this year. I'd give it maybe a, like a 4% chance or 5% chance of something like that happening. I do think it's likely that Rodgers plays for the Packers for just one more season. And then we go through all this, uh, this next year with a team looking for Rodgers in a trade. Or he could potentially just sit out this entire season and just wait for next year. So I think of the three options, one being Rodgers being traded this season before the season starts, I think that's the least likely. I do think he's more likely to play. I don't think he wants to waste a season. He still has uh, – he's expressed his love for his teammates and his coaching staff. So this is something between him and the front office and them kind of just ignoring him and not really trusting him to be included in decisions. So I think Rodgers is likely to play this year for the Packers – 2022, though, I, I would bet good money that he's playing elsewhere for sure. And the Packers do have um, the Packers do have an out in his contract. So we're going to probably see it. Uh, teams are probably going to trade for Rodgers or Rodgers is going to get released. So that's what we're going to be dealing with next uh, next offseason. So uh, just as a Packer fan, it, it, it does suck. But the other thing, too, is the Packers were willing to stand uh, pat this year. They must have something that they like in Jordan Love, and it would uh, it's just, it's just going to be an interesting week coming up, especially if, if Rodgers shows up tonight for the Bucks game. That's going to be pretty telling for me. So can the Rams trade for J-Rob? This is an interesting option, too. I've thought about a bunch of names that the Rams uh, could could trade for, and some of the guys that basically you're looking for guys that are on either one-year deals or really cheap uh, free agent running backs – uh, you think about James Robinson getting out of Jacksonville. Jacksonville's already got Travis Etienne and Carlos Hyde and a couple other guys that can be scat backs. So the, it does make sense for the Rams to maybe trade for a running back. I think some other names that interest me, Melvin Gordon. They can lift Melvin Gordon off the Broncos for pretty cheap. You can also lift like a like a Sony Michelle, uh, a couple other uh, aging veterans that probably need a new home. Let me just scroll down the list here. I thought of Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette being moved from Tampa Bay. Uh, you got some other names here, like uh, who could be traded for? I'm thinking of like third running backs in the system. Uh, maybe Salvin Ahmed from Miami, you know, some some names like that. So you're looking at potentially trading for a guy, but I, th I mean, it'd be interesting. I think that'd be cool. And yeah, Kelsey at uh, the fourth overall here. Did he, where did he go? Where is Kelsey? I saw him here as the fourth over. Oh, I have all positions checked. I don't know. They must have updated their projections. This is a PPR league, so I don't know why he got lifted so high. But 308 points uh, for a PPR league, that means, that means he's scoring as much as Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. So no idea why. Should I take Kelsey at four? Probably not. I would rather take a running back here. So if we just stick to my board, uh, let me see the running backs real quick. I mean, I got Kamara number three, Henry number four, Barkley number five. Um, 
I was watching uh, my guy Justin's got a new YouTube channel here. We're gonna take Derrick Henry, uh, but the second take extra, I was watching you guys, and you guys talked about Saquon Barkley, which I think is a really interesting topic to discuss because he's gonna play this year. He's gonna play week one, I would imagine. He's gonna be really held up and slow through training camp, though. They're not trying to push him back. If anything, he's gonna be. They're just they're probably going to limit his touches to start the season. So he's still going to be Saquon Barkley. Uh, they're just going to kind of ease him into the regular season, whether that's, you know, a, a split committee role with Devontae Booker uh, remains to be seen. But it's uh, they're, they're going to play it safe with their best player on their team. Again, they're kind of playing uh, the long game with Saquon Barkley. He's been injured the last two years. They just want to make sure he's healthy. So I can see Saquon uh, potentially being a little uh, you know, held back the first week or two, but slowly ramped up and then returning to his Saquon Barkley duties by, I mean, at least the end of September. So uh, I guess if you're drafting in the top five, if that doesn't bother you, Saquon maybe being you know suppressed the first week or two, continue drafting uh, Saquon. Otherwise, Cook, Henry, Kamara, I love Ezekiel Elliott. Those guys are all... Uh, pretty solid option. So, uh, but anyways, I'm just trying to think of what else I have new on the website for you guys. And if you haven't seen, I've been, I pumped out some quick videos last night. We got some new free content on the website as well. I kind of just talked up my draft values that I see. Uh, I, I kind of want to add one more, the guy in the thumbnail for tonight's video, Lamar Jackson. Um, and again, I have Aaron Rodgers in here because if he does play, he technically is a really big value uh, for the Packers this year. Let me see what sports dogs got with Lombardi on the coaching staff. I don't have to wait very long for him to get a backup running back. Yeah, I think they're going to probably they're they're probably going to do their due diligence the next couple of days and maybe sign someone before the end of the weekend. Um, there are a couple teams reporting to camps this week. I think it's Dallas and I can't remember who whoever the playing game is between. I think it's Dallas and uh, another team escapes my mind. Uh, but they have basically to the end of the week. I know Todd Gurley kind of did his visits uh, a month ago trying to hang out with teams. I know he's been working out. I've seen some Instagram videos of Todd Gurley working out. So Gurley makes sense. Uh, Le'Veon Bell makes a lot of sense. LaShawn McCoy, some of these aging backs, Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson. I could see any of those guys working out for the Rams. But again, I think Daryl Henderson, like who knows what to expect from him. I just want to see, I'm sure ESPN updated his numbers. They got Cam Akers out of here. So they have Daryl Henderson right now as the 39th best player on the board, which puts him at the beginning of the fourth round. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to draft too many Daryl Henderson shares, uh, especially if I can get, if, if you want to Ram, go get the Robert Woods, get the Cooper Cup. We're going to trust the passing game uh, just a little bit more because we've seen those players perform well. So we're kind of moving through the – I didn't expect to do a mock draft today, so this is kind of fun. Uh, it's kind of good to see the reaction to Cam Akers and the ADP and whatnot. Uh, but after we took Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Travis Kelsey, there's Devontae Adams, Ezekiel Elliott, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Elair sneaking into the 111. You got Tyree Kill, Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley. Um, Clyde Edwards-Elair popping into the top 11 which is super interesting. He's not really a consensus. Uh, he's not even a top 24 pick at the moment. Um, and I just want to see where they have Daryl Henderson going in this league. Do they still have Cam Akers on this list? Let me see. So yeah, Daryl Henderson's going to be, he's down here on the list. So they just simply removed Cam Akers and they didn't really adjust yet. So that'll update eventually but we're almost up to pick here at the beginning of the second round if you again 
basically if you have a top five pick you're kind of doing the same strategy as everybody in that round you're going to grab a, a running back in the first round and then you just got to wait and see what value comes to us uh, if you if you like joe mixon as your running back too i think that makes a lot of sense Najee harris as our running back too would be sweet and we're guaranteed i guess we get Najee harris as our running back too otherwise we're looking at dk metcalf aj brown justin jefferson uh, so we have the decision here to either draft a stud wide receiver or take Najee Harris. I'm man, we can get Derrick Henry and Najee Harris. That's that's probably almost 600 total touches between the two running backs. So we're going to do a double RB start here. This has kind of been the prototypical draft that we've been looking at. So this is this is Derrick Henry and Najee Harris. I don't think I've had those guys teamed up on the same team together. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but again, this is. Uh, your guys' show, whatever questions you guys have, you guys, if you guys have projection questions or any specific teams or, or strategy questions, fire up the questions, got the projections in front of me. Uh, I do want to say thank you to everybody too. We just passed 250 subscribers on the YouTube machine. So uh, we're going places. We'll see, I guess, probably 500 would be the next kind of milestone there. So thank you to everybody that has subscribed and continued to subscribe. But anyways, we're almost up to pick. It's round three. Uh, after we take Najee Harris, that's DK Metcalf, that's DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson sneaking into the end of the second, AJ Brown, Jefferson, Michael Thomas. So we're up to pick with guys like Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Keenan, uh, Keenan Allen, J.K. Dobbins. Hmm, this one's tough. I like George Kittle. I like George Kittle quite a bit. Uh, we got about 20 seconds to make the pick. Did Darren Waller? Yeah, Darren Waller went 2-7. Jesus. Um, at this point, I'm having a tough time making tiebreakers. So let's, let's try a George Kittle draft here in the third round. Uh, George Kittle, one of the consensus top three tight ends. This could be a really easy draft strategy to kind of duplicate too. If you want to start, if you're a top five pick, you're going to get a running back, a running back, and then George Kittle or Darren Waller, whoever falls to you. And then at this point, like we're set on running back. We maybe just need one or two more quality backup guys. And then we're just going to hammer receivers the rest of the draft. That's probably my favorite strategy at the moment but we got some time to wait on the picks. Uh, but man, Daryl Henderson, we'll see where Daryl Henderson goes in this mock draft. Um, just want to get him filtered by running back. So ESPN's like, they got him as the, uh, they got him as the 39th best player on the board. I just, I'm probably not going to take him in this range guys. Uh, there's a lot of other, especially, I mean, up next to David Montgomery, I'm taking Montgomery. I'm taking lamb. I'm taking Deontay, maybe even some of these receivers down here. For sure, Cooper Cup, Lockett, Godwin. I'm taking a lot of these receivers over Henderson. And yeah, Kittle, man. The fun part about San Francisco players is we still don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Uh, I, I think if it sounds like they're holding out hope that Trey Lance could be the starter for week one. Uh, so that's going to be an exciting, fun battle to watch the training camp stuff go on. But we, with George Kittle, it's, it's kind of stealing candy from a baby, I think, in the third round. If you miss on Kelsey, you miss on Waller, Kittle's your guy round three and the problem with round three is there's a lot of running backs that like have questions uh josh jacobs went in the third round of this one uh but i mean terry mclaurin i love terry mclaurin i love alan robinson i like uh keenan allen amari cooper i just i have a hard time deciding between mclaurin robinson uh i like michael thomas quite a bit so he's a third round lock for me justin jefferson aj brown if they get to me in the third round i'm taking him uh, but where we were at, uh, McLaurin, you know, some of the running backs, I, nothing really stuck out where George Kittle was probably the biggest uh, difference maker, you know, amongst the next guy behind him. So you think Najee has that much upside instead of waiting for Mike Davis, Henderson, or Rojo? Um, 
I have no questions about Najee Harris with Mike Davis. I mean, he kind of like he's playing for Atlanta. We don't know what they're going to do with their new offensive coordinator and their new head coach. And I, I don't think he's, he's not really the best player on their team at the moment right now. And with Mike Davis, uh, how old is Mike Davis? He's up there in age. We haven't really seen Mike Davis play, you know, awesome football for a full season. So he is currently age 28. So you're buying a 28-year-old you know, year old running back. If I want to draft Mike Davis, I like him as my running back number three, I think. But we're on the clock here. Let me make this pick. So we get our first wide receiver off the board here. I've been talking Cooper Cup up all night. I'm going to draft Cooper Cup here. I think this is the move if you want to get uh, – Someone from the Rams offense, that's probably the guy to buy, get Woods or Cooper Cup in the fourth round. Um, and, yeah, that that is the only problem with the Pittsburgh offense is it is going to be uh, a weaker offensive line than we've seen in the past. So the, the thing, though, is with Najee Harris as my running back number two, we're locking in a guy that's probably going to rush the ball almost 270, 280 times. He's going to be their leading pass catcher as well. So I think his PPR floor every week is going to help them. And Pittsburgh's they, they want to run the ball with him. You know, Ben's aging. They're going to try to force the issue. Um, so I just I think at that point I'm taking the volume there, and, and we're going to see how it rolls out. But we're up to pick again in the fifth round. We got Henry, Harris, Cup, and Kittle. If we wanted to get that running back three off the board, ETN's an interesting guy. Kareem Hunt, these guys are both PPR, RB2 flexes material here. We can maybe wait a little bit longer too. So I don't mind that. I do like the receivers here, whether that's uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Maybe we get one of those guys here. Uh, with the gun to my head, I'm just going to take Jamar Chase. We're going to get uh, another rookie on the team. And I do have Jamar Chase as my – he's going to be a top 25 receiver. I have Jamar Chase as my 25th receiver off the board. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, we waited for for receiver. We get Cup and Chase, both uh, potential leaders for their team in uh, in yards. So I like what we got going on there. And then, yeah, the Pittsburgh offensive line. Uh, but if we look last year, let me just pull up. Um, let's see here. We'll go to stats. Um, or maybe we'll go to ESPN. Let's look at some stats. So we know Pittsburgh's offensive line is not going to be as good as it was last season. But I still think uh, the way that that team is built with a good defense, they're going to try to establish the run. And Najee Harris is just such a good bruising back that he's, he's going to handle the ball 25 times a game, whether that's 20 carries and five catches. But I just think uh, with an aging Ben, a really good defense, they're going to lean on the first round pick of their team. Um, so let's see. I'm just curious how much they ran for last season. Rushing yards per game, Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, they were like, is this uh they were dead last in yards per game last year that's with james connor and benny snell so it's only it's only up from here i would suppose um let me take a look here at the steelers i'm curious how many times they threw the ball to the running backs where are we in the draft so last season uh between the the four or five running backs that they had here, they had 60 total catches to the running backs and James Conner's out of the, so we're going to, we're just going to pencil in Najee Harris for these 35 catches, maybe even 40. I would expect Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland to not get as much work in the passing game. And then if you, if you just give, uh, I just imagine if we just give between Conner and Benny Snell, that's 280 carries. We're probably going to give most of that to Najee Harris as well. So you're looking again, and just from the volume studies that we've done uh, on the show, we're, 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 we want guys that are going to get the ball, so that's that's the only reason why I like Najee Harris. 
Um, but we're up to pick again here. We could take another receiver. The top receivers on the board, LaVisca and Robbie Anderson. Uh, who are the running backs? A lot of receivers sitting at the top. There's your Mike Davis. We could get a Mike Davis here uh, as our as our flex option. I'm going to go with Robbie. And we'll, we'll go with LaVisca Chenault. Uh, let me see what we got here. And yeah, that's that's the one thing. He's he's got a bunch of receptions built into him. Um and just from the Josh Jacobs was able to be a top 10 running back last year. There was a handful of other running backs that just got so much volume uh that it eventually just wins out and uh who knows, maybe the Pittsburgh offense gels and they're able to get a good uh running game going this year, but I think uh, especially in in round 2, if we go back and look to see who we could have had there's kind of a big drop-off after Najee Harris at that point. I mean, DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson, we don't know what we're getting. In hindsight, I probably should have drafted a DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson. I think that does make sense, so I, I like your thinking here. Um, I mean, I would have preferred Joe Mixon for sure as my running back, too. I think I have him a few spots ahead. Uh, but anyways, we're up to pick here in the seventh round. You got Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, George Kittle, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, you got Mike Davis chilling here. You got a couple other running backs on the board, Davis, Robinson, Harris. Uh, we'll take a flyer on, on Mike Davis here. I like your thinking here. He's going to be our running back three. We don't have a lot of need for him to be a starter for us, but if things break up uh, for one of the other running backs or the other flex guy that we have there, we got depth. Uh, if you watch my shows, I'm going to make sure that you guys get it ingrained in your head that depth might be the most important thing on draft day. So, I, I I like getting a really good starting lineup, but I think usually whoever has the strongest bench on draft day, that's the team that usually is going to go the farthest. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm very in tune with, and I want to make sure you guys get a good bench for your season. I'm just kind of looking ahead here. We'll probably hang out for a few more picks. If you guys have any more questions, feel free to ring them out. Uh, but after, I mean, after, you know, these, these next couple picks, we're going to probably be redundant with some things but running backs available entering the seventh or eighth round that i like damian harris uh leonard fournette zach moss Kenyon drake's interesting we expect the raiders to maybe throw the ball a little bit more this year we if you watch my shows you know we love james connor in the Kenyon drake role out there in arizona it's a fun offense to be uh drafted into ronald jones is an interesting guy i still think he's going to lead the buccaneers in carries and then even later, if you want Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, the two rookie running backs, those are tremendous options that could help you uh, get to the fantasy championship and through your playoffs. So we are, we're coming on deck here. Uh, I'm just looking ahead at quarterback right now. We don't have a quarterback one yet. Tannehill, Burrow, Hurts, Stafford. Uh, I don't mind waiting here. I think we maybe, maybe we'll play the Stafford gamble here and see if we can get him at pick 100. Uh, looking at the receivers real quick. Um, someone took Michael Gallup ahead of us, but Waddle, the receivers don't really stick out to me yet. I don't, I think I'm almost better off getting a running back here. Damien Harris. I'm going to, I'm going to snag James Conner just because he's, he's really high in my rankings. I think he's RB 24 or RB 25. And that just the upside of him sitting on our bench and maybe getting nine, 10 touchdowns. So he is my RB 25. And then we're going to snag a quarterback here. I think that's kind of where the value is going. So I'm just going to grab Matt Stafford here. We talked that up. Again, the Cam Akers injury makes me think they're going to pass the ball a little bit more. Um, probably if, if that's – and that's the thing too. I wish ESPN had some more customizable settings. Uh, for the majority of leagues that I play, I play two running back, two receiver, and two flexes. Um, so it, it is an advantage because you could legit start four running backs 
Um, so snagging more running backs earlier is, is kind of my preferred advantage. Uh, but I guess in this three wide receiver, one flex league, are you still starting two running backs or do you just have the opportunity to do one or is it a two, three, one situation? I'm curious. Uh, but, and again, I, I should have looked at uh, my rankings real quick before we made that pick, but we are up to pick again. I'm going to make, uh, let's look at the running backs, backup tight end. Uh, I don't know if we need a backup tight end quite yet. Wide receiver, nobody's really sticking out. I like Darnell Mooney quite a bit. Elijah Moore is fun. Uh, we, we have three solid ones. Let me see if there's any more running backs. I'm going to draft Trey Sermon here, the rookie running back. So, yeah, in your situation then, so you only have to start two running backs. It makes more sense to stack the receivers and get those starting receivers filled out. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. Uh, what do we got from Sports Dog? If so, is he a decent receiver out of the backfield? Getting a starter in the fifth or sixth round as a steal and draft in the mid-rounds. Mike Davis, man, he was a beast last year uh, for, for filling in for Christian McCaffrey, if you guys remember. We'll pull up his numbers in a sec. I'm just going to pick... Uh, why not? Let's have some fun with this. We can draft Trevor Lawrence here. I love getting Kirk Cousins or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Backup tight end, E. Brown, Ingram. Uh, we're kind of heavy into the, the Rams offense right now. Let's just grab a favorite receiver here. I'm interested in, uh, let's grab Darnell Mooney for the Bears. If it's, my, if it's uh, Fields or Dalton, I think he can have a nice season. doesn't really matter who it is. But Mike Davis, uh, he was a league-winning running back last year. And I actually wrote about him on the fantasyfellowship.com. He's a great fifth, sixth round pick. And I think in ESPN, people are a little bit slower on him. Uh, but last year, career high year, he averaged almost 14 PPR points per game. And uh, you see some of the numbers here. He has a floor of about eight, eight points. He didn't go lower than eight points in any game that he started. And uh, again, he ended up with 59 catches, 373 yards, only 6.3 yards per catch. But that's fine if you're racking up that many catches. And then he was fine on the ground. It's just we don't know how much workload he can handle. Again, he's a 28-year-old running back, um, former fourth-round pick there. He's short and stocky, so he can hold up. It's just a matter of him having enough juice. But I just remember uh, it, it kind of fell off towards the end of the season. But, man, you're getting a guy that can they can lean on to catch the ball. You look at the earlier – Look at earlier in the season when he was averaging 15, 23, 22, 29, 13. Uh, and then you just see a little bit of a stagnation here in the numbers. So I'm interested in Mike Davis. I just can't guarantee that he's going to uh, produce like that all season long for us. Uh, we're up to pick again here. Who's our backup quarterback? Sure. Five seconds. We'll just grab a receiver real quick. We'll take Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons. Russell Gage is a sweet pick. Um, if you guys want another Falcon option to look at, Russell Gage is going to be the second or third leading receiver on that team. Hit over 100 targets last season. He caught 72 for 786 and four touchdowns. And a PPR standpoint, that was 11 points per game. Uh, not exactly super consistent, but he did get more consistent towards the end of the year when Julio Jones left the lineup. Um, let me see back to backup quarterbacks here. I'm just going to take Kirk Cousins. He's been my favorite quarterback too. And then at this point, the draft is pretty much stretched. So if you guys get any more questions, fire them away. I'll probably sign off in a couple minutes here. Uh, we got a Milwaukee Bucks potential championship victory tonight. So I'm going to be getting like real fired up and hanging out. 
But uh, I don't know. I want to thank you guys for hanging out in this uh, in this uh, mock draft, asking questions situation. Uh, I feel pretty good about this lineup. Matt Stafford, Derrick Henry, Najee Harris, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, George Kittle, LaVisca Chenault. And then just we have a ton of flexes that we can plug in, whether that's Mike Davis, James Conner, Trey Sermon, the rookie running back for the Niners. Darnell Mooney. Don't sleep on Darnell Mooney. Check out his numbers from last year. And then just consider the, the quarterback upgrade, whether it's Dalton or uh, our, our guy, Justin Fields, and then uh, Kirk Cousins to finish the draft. Um, but I don't know, man. We're going to see. I think I think it's going to be pretty It's gonna be pretty high energy there tonight. But I just want a good game. I want a good game, and we'll see what happens. But the last walk-off pick here, I'm not going to pick defense or kicker. Let me just kind of go to all positions here. Uh, Sterling Shepard's interesting. Devontae Booker. Tyler Higby, a lot of people like Adam Troutman as a deep sleeper here for backup tight ends. Cole Komet, Jared Cook, Sports Dog, our guy Sports Dog really likes to Jared Cook. I like Blake Jarwin, Anthony Ferkser. There's just so many. There's just so many good options for a backup uh, tight end. I'm gonna go. Let's go with Jared Cook. Let's see what happens. He's gonna be the number one tight end for the Chargers, and we'll play it from there. But that's gonna do it for this mock draft. I think I'm gonna sign off here too. So I just want to say thank you. We're up to pick. Let me just make the damn pick. Saints D, Packers D, Dolphins D. I don't care. Uh, give me sure. Give me uh, give me the give me the Vikings D. We'll see what happens. And then kicker. But that's gonna do it for this video. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight. I think I will be. I'll do a live stream either tomorrow night or Thursday. I still haven't decided what the video is gonna be. Uh, but yeah, old man Cook. He's Hunter Henry had a had a top twelve season last year, and Jared Cook. All he does is catch touchdowns, as we've seen. Uh, throughout the last few years of his career. So I'm into Jared Cook as your tight end number two. And uh, I don't know. That's going to do it for tonight's video, though. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.